But essentially, we were sat in the gym the other day and we're having a good conversation about motivation. Yeah, basically. We, we decided that we would start to film podcasts and go through basically just voice all of our thoughts in conversations out onto a podcast because actually we talk about a lot of useful stuff sometimes. Yeah, I think we think it could help a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So the goal of this podcast is going to essentially be to help people that are into fitness, people that work in the fitness industry, people that don't do either, but just want insights into how to be more confident, that get more from life. Yeah, I would say that, you know, just I think my idea is like trying to help as many people as we can. And by doing this, this gives us a platform to be able to voice um, our experience, our knowledge, our skills of a bigger audience. Yeah, and see if we, you know, we can put our toes somewhere else and maybe for somebody else. Exactly. So what we what we're probably gonna do with today is with it being the first one, talk a little bit about our like why we got into training. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess without further ado, copied that from Stephen Bartlett. Without further ado, Diary of a CEO. If you're listening to this, what's he saying now? I can't remember what he says. I can't remember. Anyway, so um, essentially, my name is Sam, and you are. Oh yes, I'm Gabriel. Gabriel, for the Spanish people, you know, because I'm Spanish. So if you struggle to understand his lingo throughout this, which he's actually really conscious about, <laughs> then that's why. But your English is ten times better than it was when uh, when I first met you. So you'll be fine with this. Well, I keep trying to improve. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna do a lot of mistakes, but they, I try. You know, a lot of the time, the mistakes that you think you're making are not really mistakes, though. They're uh, you just say things as we probably should say them, and especially because I'm uh, from Yorkshire, I say things wrong all the time, but it's not wrong up here. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna question you. I'm going to question you first. So uh, the first thing that I'm going to ask is like, why did you start? So this is way before I met you. Why did you start training? What got you into the gym? Well, I think it was 18 years old when I started. And it was because I used to play football. I used to be like a stigma, basically. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember when I used to like fight for a ball with somebody else. I was very weak, you have to go on the floor all the time. Also, another thing, it was like, because my confidence was below my shoe soles, basically. I I could not uh, so get like me. I wasn't able to speak to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my confidence back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know, I thought I need to do something. So I joined the gym. There, we didn't know what to do. Eventually, we got better and better and better. And do you remember your first session? The session basically, I got there and the team monitor we call monitor. 
that works in the gym. Like a fitness instructor yeah, kind of thing. Basically. Give me the full body split. I do three sets, 12 reps of all of these on the isolating machines. And there you go. Those are the machines. They were the high number. Yeah. So I have to go or oh, number one, machine number 10, look for the machine, <laughs> figure out how it works. So, thank you. <laughs> Probably the same experience a lot of people get when yeah. they join it. At least you had somebody that actually gave you something and said, here, try this. Like well, because it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember how you felt when you first went in? Like, how were you scared when you first joined? Like, how did it feel? I was really scared. I didn't know what to do. I was scared. I was scared of breaking one of the machines. <laughs> breaking myself. Yeah, no, I get that. They all look like, like, I think when you've never been in a gym environment and you walk in, everything looks really, uh, the word like it doesn't look like it has a function they just look like robots yeah and everything is like intimidating because yeah. like big guys there they were like full on yeah 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 don't be you got a typical guy yeah and you used to kid and then and you're going and your voice hasn't broken yet you're like things like that and it's really you feel very lost and also you know you're doing the things the wrong way so basically yeah. you form you don't even know how to use a machine so you feel ashamed of doing it wrong because everybody look what you, looking at you and like okay please can someone explain me how to do it right yeah can you remember how long it took for you to start feeling like you were getting somewhere probably a good question i think it took me i think the first time i noticed it was changing. It was like when I was six, eight months into going to the gym. Quite a while. Yeah, it took a while. I remember that girl, a girl told me, are you, are you doing the gym? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been doing some curls. No, you, you, look, you look like you got bigger out of now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like six to eight months. How did you feel like when you when other people started noticing? It gave it boosted my confidence. It boosted my confidence. Um, basically, um, because you've been feeling that low, that with a low self esteem. Yeah, yeah. When somebody compliments you, it's like, oh. I guess you have seen memes like when somebody gives a compliment to a man, we live on that compliment for years. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone told me about my bicep would be good 10 years ago. <laughs> like... so basically, take me going. I gave yeah. me more, more motivation to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if it took six to eight months for you to start to notice a difference and for anybody to actually like notice it, what kept you going for the time frame before that? So when you were kind of turning up, not really knowing what to do, and you'd not noticed the difference yet. I mean, you're a different breed because your motivation's compared to your average human but yeah but that's not, now not then i think you train your motivation mm. i was looking like okay i'm tired of being this skinny guy without confidence always hiding myself or pretending to be invisible 
So I guess if everybody gets big and more confident doing this, they get stronger. So if I keep doing it, I will get stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I say, you always find somebody that will help you, even if you give you a little tip. Like sometimes the tips are not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember when I start when I started training and everything. Oh, you eat a lot. Eat, eat, eat as much as you can. And I was like, I keep training put more weight, more weight. I'm like, I'm break myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You try, you know, because you're a kid. Like, you do anything, don't you, when you're a kid? You just follow up anyway. That's yeah. it. I don't know how I still have a spine. <laughs> but yeah. That's the kind of things. And you just keep, keep doing it. And you, suddenly one day, somebody notice and it's like, yeah, it feels good. Then you get the reward, don't you? I guess it, this goes into what we were talking about the other day, how like you have to, um, what did you call it? Immerse yourself into a, an environment for you to feel motivated in there. Um, it's funny because when I joined the gym, uh, I was going alone. I joined one of my teammates, he was bigger than me. Yeah. He, well, he was a year older than me. And after that, some of my mates from my group of friends joined the gym too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like somebody needed to do it. Yeah, and then once one of you did it, the yeah. rest kind so of followed. Everybody followed. Follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. because they were following me, you know, because I, I guess they say, oh, if he can do it, I can do it for sure. Yeah, you know it, what I mean? it, it breaks the barrier of entry, doesn't it? It makes exactly. it like when nobody does it, it's impossible to do. Like, I think I had that similar kind of experience when I first started using, I mean, in the gym, but when I first started using social media um, for for work purposes, a lot of my mates um, were a bit like, oh, hashtag this, hashtag that, and I got a lot of abuse for it. When in reality, now, social media is used massively for work across the scale and nobody bothers anymore. And it's the same thing when you start, I think when you start any kind of journey where you're trying to bet yourself to begin with, you get a bit of, conflict potentially like you might not have experienced that if your mates all just jumped on but you you have that kind of like moment where people question it yeah it's everybody and they ask you you're obsessed yeah you, why are you doing that for mm -hmm. you know everybody questions you and that's it hurts you, in some, you know, yeah, like, in yeah, way, yeah it hurts you because it's like well you should be supporting me you know you're my friend or, yeah instead of Mocking me. But in a sense, do you think it comes from like almost them not wanting to, you to, like obviously they're friends and they do want, they're your friends and they do want uh, the best for you. But at the same time, if you're better in yourself and they're not, then there's going to be a part of their ego that doesn't like the fact that you're rising above where they are. So in their head, they're like, oh God, Gabs is training. I will first we'll question it. And like, they don't realise they're doing it and it's never malicious. Oh. what is the way society moves you know like, yeah, yeah. like if, for example let's say you and me are friends we're kids okay and we both been dumb guys all the life yeah, like yeah. That. so i say oh you know Sam, i'm gonna read a book and i want to study because i don't want to be a dumb anymore yeah 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 and you tell me no man don't do that 
because yeah. let's sit and throw rocks at windows yeah. instead. So, <laughs> and you will say to and, and no, I'm gonna do it anyway. So I start doing it. And then you will start saying, Oh, you used to be you know, a long time ago you used to be a nice guy, you used to be fun. Now yeah. you're boring. You just read books all the time. I started, I think that's when that makes a difference because the problem comes when you feel the same because I make more of you than you do. Yeah. Because I'm start taking some, you know, when you start yeah, when you start to become more intelligent, it makes it would make me hypothetically feel yeah. stupider because then I, I realize that I'm the, I'm on my own now and people like to be part of a, exactly. a group. So, so when you break from that group, other people want to either pull you back in. That's what makes like makes a bit different about what they say you create your own community. Like yes. You surround yourself for people that are the same interest as you have. So yeah. it helps because I used to, sometimes I used to go to gym because me and my mates used to go to the gym together. Yeah. So we used to... It was the thing to do. Arrange a time, and we used to go to the gym at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to go afterwards. You were those really annoying kids that train in groups of 10. <laughs> we used to do three. Yeah, so you'd do it, and, and you'd like spill harmony messenger. We, we all know what I mean. <laughs> That's it. And if it was fun back then. Yeah. And like you say, when you immerse yourself in a group and all your mates are doing it, it becomes the normal thing to do. Whereas, I guess on the flip side of that, if the normal thing is to, let's hypothetically say, step on a scale every week and get ridiculed for your weight going up or down, then that becomes normalised and it's it's not as pleasant of an environment as an environment where it's normalised to do be, be active, look after yourself and, and try and fuel your body in the best way possible instead of just restricting, restricting, restricting. It's, I guess that's a, a way of putting what you've just said into a modern day society in the, on the basis of weight loss and what have you. Yeah, no, it's, it's quite interesting. It's also interesting that like your journey is essentially the same as mine. I was going to ask that. Why do you start? So it pretty much is exactly the same situation. As you will know, I'm not very tall. You follow me by a bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely taller than you. I'm taller you, mate. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm only five foot seven, but obviously, and I, I reckon I only got to five foot seven when I hit eighteen. So throughout school, I was barely, I barely tall enough to see into a, uh, see into kitchen cupboards. The bottom ones, I don't. I've got a ladder for them. <laughs> um, so I think I had a little bit of an inferiority complex when I was younger, as it is. And same thing, I was really skinny. So I guess we're both coming at this from a perspective of not having confidence from being like really small rather than being like having too much weight. But I, I do truly believe that the feeling of like not being comfortable in yourself is the same regardless of why, regardless of the cause, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think um, when you start something like that, you're like that, you try to change yourself. Because you don't like yourself. Yeah, yeah. But I always ask the same question: Do you trying to pretend? You pretend to like somebody else, or you want to like yourself? Does it make sense? Uh, like no. elaborate. No. Um, basically, let's imagine. Like I want to. I want you to like me. Yeah. Okay. So 
have to change for you to like me. Yeah. Or in reality, that will be a bad motive to change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you shouldn't change your own values and and who you so are. So I guess else. it comes. Everything starts with the ego. So if you do it because of your ego to be liked by the other people around you, it's the wrong reason. Well, it depends. It could be a good reason. Mm. Also, you need to do it because you want it. You really want it. Yeah. Because you start for the others. If the others don't notice your changes, you lose motivation, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, totally, yeah. Un unless, <clears throat> I guess, unless you get far enough in that you start seeing the reward, and then you've almost created your own motivation because you change the way you, the what the reason why you do it. Yeah, you because, because you want to be you're... proud of yourself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I guess sometimes utilizing that ego is a good means of of getting you started, and then that that kind of what's the word that kind of snowballs into then getting to a point where you're motivating yourself, and other people don't matter anymore. Now it is for you because you're seeing the benefit of it. Then it comes to this question, why do you train now? Feel good. Feel good to be... I, I I use my training now as a means of, like, stress release, very mental health oriented now. Stress release, um, like, it's a hard reset from work. So, like, I my my brain runs at 100 mile an hour all the time, as you know. Like, sometimes, like, we'll be, we'll be having a conversation and my brain will just power down and Gabs will be talking and I'll be like... I'm sorry, mate, I didn't listen to a word you just said then. I, I can't help it. My brain just floats away. So training for me is a means of switching off and allowing my... It's funny, it allows my mental state to recharge, but obviously I'm depleting my physical state, but I get enjoyment out of that. And it, it's like an anchor. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a grounding, I guess. It's yeah. something to just realign my body and get myself back to a good place to be able to then continue functioning at a... Fantastic. So, and you say that you start when you started training. What was the reason? Oh yeah. Well, when I started, it was I'm going to be real here. It was pure vanity. If I wanted, I remember <laughs> a little bit embarrassing, but I'll share it anyway. I remember when I first started training. So I started in. I started training in my school gym. I was fortunate enough to have a, a reasonable gym at school. So I started in maybe like year nine, um, just dabbling about like. I remember not having a clue how to work anything. My technique wasn't the thing that I focused on. I just put the play, the things as high as I could so that I could tell the bigger lads in school that I could lift a load of weight. And I remember this one occasion in a PE class. Um, I could probably even name like the, uh, we were with a teacher called Mr. Mr. Fawkes. And I remember we were doing a, a lesson on like gym-based activity. I remember sitting there at the front and, Proudly being like, oh yeah, I can bench press 70 kilograms. Thinking that it would um the response would be like, oh God, you're strong. And instead, I just got bullied for the rest of the class by the bigger lads taking the piss at me because they didn't believe that I could. And they were right because I definitely couldn't on a fixed machine. The machine wasn't very good and my technique was even worse. And it was we left. Yeah, yeah, literally, <laughs> yeah. It was it was awful. But at that moment, I realized that, like, me doing something like that and telling other people that I was doing it wasn't going to make me feel any better because all it did was created more – because I because it was a bit different and some of the other lads in school weren't yet using the gym. Because I was, it, it's that whole same thing. Like, they've noticed that I have subconsciously and then tried to 
say things to me to stop me doing it because they can see me slowly improving and, and breaking the mold. And they're thinking to themselves, oh, shit, Sam's really skinny and small at the minute. And if he, if he trains and if he really can lift that, then whoa, we're not going to be able to pick on him anymore. Yeah. So their response was to try and like pick on me to stop yeah, me from doing it. Yeah, exactly. So but thankfully, my brain works in a way that I was like, next time, next time we're in this scenario, I'm, I'm going to prove to them that I can. So if we ever in, are in the gym, I'll load it up and I'll be able to lift more of them. So that's how I went about it. But to begin with, my whole training was very much to get bigger. So I used to watch, you're familiar with a bodybuilder called Ziz? I used to watch, yeah, yeah, yeah. My hair used to be like that. So I used to sit at home. This was probably when I got to uni. I don't think it was a thing when I was in school. But when I got to like 18, I used to sit at home with YouTube on, pre-workout with one hand, Ziz motivation video on the screen in front of me. And I'd sit there watching him, the same video every single time for like 15 minutes. I'd get myself all fired up and then I'd drive to the gym and train. And that was my routine. And like, I just, his physique at the time to me was like, like I was like, oh my God, I need to look like that. When I look like that, everyone will take me seriously. I won't be laughed at anymore. And yeah, it'll be phenomenal. When in reality, like, I mean, I'm not saying I ever had looked like that, but the more in shape that I got in, the more I kind of realized that I wasn't, it wasn't the fact that I looked different that was making me feel better. It was the fact that I was just kind of proving to myself that I could do it. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't looking in the mirror and being like, oh, I'm in good shape. It was more the accomplishment of doing it. It's that whole like the journey to get to a destination is sometimes better than the destination itself. Like if you've ever been on a really shit holiday, <laughs> you'll 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 know what I mean by this because it, obviously you get really excited the airport you don't know what to expect and the flight and everything you're in a great mood because you're going on a holiday but if the destination shit the most enjoyable part of the whole holiday is the flight there because you don't know what's there at the other side yeah well it was i understand you it's funny because i think for a man like the starting on the gym journey is literally the same yeah 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 but the difficulty is stick to it for a long period of time. Yeah, definitely. Because then I remember when I used to go, go to uni and everything. I used to meet you to go to train. Yeah, yeah, you know, I did the same. Football, go to a gym, go to classes. Quite fancy to go in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I, I was the same. Me and um, me and James, I think you've met James. We used to we used to miss lectures and go to the gym instead because it felt better for it. Ah, so um, I think I was saying the difficult bit is like carrying doing it for a long time because I have breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go for a long period of time, it's really hard, and then you stop. Then it's you stop. So you lost that inertia. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. momentum. Yeah, the momentum. So it takes a while to, you know, it's hard to go back into it. Lockdown was a prime example of that. I struggled loads after lockdown to get back into it. But you only used to go and try. And then uh, another thing is like, you get stuck. Because, as I say, when I started uh, training and everything, like, 
managed to get it's funny because I just when I, I remember when I joined the gym, I was 62 kilos. Yeah, yeah. Tall as I am now, yeah, weighing 62 kilos. So I've been training since I was 18. So in all this time, I'm 75 kilos now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it took me a lot. Yeah, to gain weight. That's what like 12, 13 years to build. Or what will that be like? Fourteen kilograms worth of yeah. of lean muscle, like good quality yeah. muscle. Yeah. yeah. I think I weigh more than seventy five kilos too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been higher than that. But yeah. the thing is, how do you do things? So if you start, for example, uh, training, and you get stuck, you stop going. Then you decide to go back, try it in a different way. Somebody advises you in the wrong way. You see some benefit, then the advice wasn't good. So instead of getting leaner and bigger, you get fatter. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, like the example you said, where eat as much as you can and and exactly. as heavy as you can. Yeah. So then it throws you back again. So mm -hmm. if you don't like a resilient or you don't have like your focus, I want this and I want to get it. Yeah, it's very easy to fall. It's easy track. to just give it. Yeah, something like yeah. I think I think the most prime example of that is you know your dieting. Lose a bit of weight, it stalls. So you go, ah, well, it's not working anymore. You lose your interest, you veer off, back to old habits, the weight goes back on. You go, ah oh, shit, I need to lose some weight again. I've let myself go. You follow the same method that you followed last time, even though it didn't work consistently last time, you lose a bit of weight. It stalls. It's slower this time because your body's less equipped to deal with the calories because you underfed it the previous time, and you just go round and round. It's the same principle, isn't it? Like it's it is that whole if you if you if you don't have a dynamic approach where when something stalls, you're looking to maybe tweak a few things or change something or look for a different method that might be more suitable. If you just try to do the same thing when your weight stopped. Then obviously, I think it's an Albert Einstein quote. Although every quote on the internet is an Albert Einstein quote. But if you uh, if you like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. That's the it's that in it. But then that was the reason, for example, that why I try to look into what can I do. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Where is the information? Because if you like, when I was like, I don't know. Seven, all this. I kept like I was like 72 kilos, but I wasn't as lean as I am now with yeah. 75. Yeah, and I was like, I remember this point, you know, I break. Uh, I used to finish a relationship with the girl I was back then, so I started, you know, have a breakup, join the gym again, yeah, you destroy everything. But then is when I started to say, okay, we cannot do the same thing. So I started going to the gym with one of my mates that he looked like pretty good. I yeah, put, yeah. put that way. But he also trains hard. Yeah. So we started doing things. He told me a lot. And then I said, well, I need to learn more because you have to do more. I Just to, to clarify here, Gabs is not talking about me. There might be some confusion because he mentioned the Greek god, but he's talking about somebody else. <laughs> no, and he was like, 
Like, I need to learn something because this is not going to be there for me always. Yeah, yeah. So I started learning and learning. I started looking into things. I wanted to learn to share things with him too. Yeah. Because we used to push each other a lot. And I got into learning. So then when I realized, okay, if instead of doing this thing, I tried to adapt, like, mm -hmm. because he was really good at, at training, dieting and everything, he had the things that worked for him. So I tried to adapt that, that, those things for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because he was busy and everything working, I didn't want to ask him, can you... So he used to give me tips and everything, but... So I found, I looked for the information, find the information, try to adapt it. And then I saw, I saw some like improvement, but it wasn't good enough. I didn't care because. But then I said, okay, it needs to be more. It needs to be bigger. It needs to be more. Yeah. And that's when I used to say, okay, let's find the best thing, one of the best uh, personal training courses I could find. Let's learn the maximum you can. And there's one I found one. I took me like, yeah, to get it. But that's the thing. You need to do exams. You need to do like a thing is like a, a case studies. Yeah, case study and everything. You like I, I used to because I also I also work as a dialysis. Nurse. I use that field to see how protein uh, if it affects the adrenal function and things like that. Anyway, that's the point. But the thing is, after learning all of this, those like last two or three years is when I learned the most. And I see the bigger change. Yeah, yeah, because you have the knowledge to be able to. I got the knowledge, and also mm -hmm. I understood that if you don't track what you do, you cannot go back and see what is mistake. Yeah, yeah. Did you also find that the more you learned, that helped with your motivation to follow protocols? Because obviously, I think something that I find with my clients, I put a big emphasis on training and, and not gym training is in like teaching them why they're doing what they're doing, like how it's going to benefit them, what the outcome is going to be. And I think when you know that what you're doing is serving the correct purpose, there's a bit more backing behind doing it as opposed to just following, following something and hoping it's going to work without actually knowing. So did, did you find that once you knew more, it helped motivate you even further? It did. Like I wanted to try it. Yeah. But some people don't like Knowing, you know, some people don't want to know. You yeah. tell me what to do and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when they're alone, that's that's when I, what I was trying to say. When you're alone, if you don't understand why, you know what to do if you need to change something. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So that's what's good when someone is right. I, I like, I always say the same to people I have. Uh, ask questions. Yeah. Ask questions. If you don't know anything, ask questions. Because it helps me as much as it helps you if you understand it. Because if you understand it, for me, it's easier for me, for me to explain. Yeah. It's easier for me to explain it. No, I agree with that. So you get more benefit of it. And also, it helps me. So when we take it to the next level, you'll be able to understand it. It gives you like a foundation to work from, doesn't it? And I think being curious and asking questions accelerates learning too. Because even if it feels like a silly question, I, I get this a lot in my community. Oh, like, oh, I've got a stupid question. And they'll ask it, and I'll think, that's actually a really good question because it's going to allow me to elaborate on what they already know and basically solidify their beliefs and build on them. 
Whereas if you don't ask any questions about anything, like you don't, you're missing out on potentially getting further knowledge into things that you already think you know. And it's, there's that saying, you don't know what you don't know. It's funny, it's like, uh, I always say this, because it's, it, it made me laugh, because you know, I work with a lot of girls sometimes. One of the girls I trained, uh, she, she joined the gym, and the other was say, you need to go car- do cardio. Yeah. But, so why, uh, she was like, because, I, because you don't burn as many calories when you... Go to the gym, but when you go out for a run. Mm-hmm. So I tried to explain her like the epoch. Yes. So she understood that. It took me like five times to explain it, but she understood it. Uh, also the others. So that's the thing. She now don't question why I tell, I tell her to do this instead of doing only that. Yeah, because she understands, she understands why the you're asking. Of that. Yeah. Why are we doing these things? Yeah. This but it's just funny because there are some things that are basic, like eating. Yeah. You know, like there's things that they should be explained at school and we don't learn them at school. Yeah. Nutrition's a big one for that. Isn't it? I don't Nutrition, recall. Uh, training. Yeah. How your body moves. I how guess. Your body moves. Uh, how to think. Mm. Yeah, Manage your emotions. How many people have problems because they. How do you say like when they get stressed and they start eating? Yeah, yeah, comfort eating and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It is a case of managing emotions, isn't it? Like we we live in a society now where the easiest way of managing your emotions is to buy a tub of ice cream or a takeaway and sit there and feel good because the food tastes nice, but then yeah. feel even worse 10 minutes after it. Then why the food tastes taste nice? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not the same. If I give you a chocolate bar, I always put it this example. If I give you a Kinder Bueno, it's amazing. If I give you a date, it doesn't taste as good. Mm. But in the long term, if you only eat dates, the dates taste really good, they're really sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the problem is, you got this hyper processed food that's. That tastes amazing. You yeah. cannot deny that. So you bring it now. Wow, I want more of that. Yeah. Food's now built in it to, it's built to kind of like make your brain go, wow. Like, you, have you ever seen that meme where there's like a brain that's not got much activity going on and then one that's a bit more, and then at the bottom, it's got all of these lights going on. That That's how I kind of envision what happens inside your brain when you have a bite of like something that's really, really tasty. Like that. It's just like, like a reward, basically. Like, you're, you're watching because you give into like something good, basically, because the sugar, like, 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 you know, like, they have to work um, in your brain, basically. It's like really good. So that's why you want more of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because I guess it almost gets tripped, tripped into that addiction cycle of like, you feel really good, but then it comes with the drop off in mood. Yeah, but then that drop off in mood then makes you think, well, I felt good when I ate that before, and now I feel rubbish, so I need to eat that again. And then you go through a cycle of, of exactly. wanting that food more often. Whereas, like you say, if you don't eat 
or process things for a long time, dates, fruit, things that are naturally sweet, taste insanely good because you've not you've not accustomed yourself to the really hyper processed stuff. But obviously, it's way better for your body as well. I don't even know how we've gotten onto this uh, <laughs> this topic. We've gone off on a real tangent. Yeah. Go back to the all the way to the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, plan the plane. What do you think is the most difficult for you when you start to the gym and you need to make like big movements, like squats, things like that? Do you struggle to it? I remember buying a guide from a company in London, um, and it was like a, a a muscle building cut kind of thing I think it was like a typical 8 week 12 week cut and it had in it all of the programming that I needed to do so I built my workout based off it I built in my nutrition based off it and it was brilliant for giving me the fundamentals but I didn't really understand how to move properly in the gym and it took me a long time of going in making mistakes I know we sometimes like point out mistakes in the gym like oh god they're going to really hurt the back but at one point I was that same kid that was going in and looking like a fishing pole doing a deadlift and looking back I've got absolutely no idea how I managed to get through that without any injuries um I mean we probably lifted it at a steady enough pace that the body got used to it in the meantime but and I think because we started so young as well our bodies adapted really quickly and and were able to cope with the strain. But looking back, God, some of the things that I've done in that gym that were just terribly wrong, deadlifts, one of them squats. I remember a point where I used to squat maybe like barely a foot in depth and thought that that was a, a really good squat. And I just load weights up heavy. I used to have an obsession with rack pulls because I could lift more weight with them than a deadlift because obviously you're lifting it from way higher up. But all of those mistakes have made me understand like, the importance of getting the movements right. And I think without making those mistakes early on, I wouldn't have as much of an understanding of the difficulties when you do start a gym and be I wouldn't be able to empathize with clients as much because obviously like I'd be like, why why do you find it hard? But I, I understand it, I get it. So yeah, I in answer to your question, yeah. I probably did things wrong for a long time. I'm going to maybe even guess until I got to uni and actually started studying sports science and looking at the biomechanics of movements properly. So until I was 18, 19, 20, bear in mind I started training year nine. So I'd have been 14, 15, 14, I think. Um, so yeah, I found it really, really difficult when I started. Um, and I, I threw myself in at the deep end and started trying to do things like deadlift, stripping it off before I even knew what they were called. Um, that's a difficult question because it happens so gradually over time. I tell you, the hardest part to relearn uh, from doing a movement badly is swallowing your pride and accepting that you can't lift the weight that you thought you could lift. I was gonna say that. Yeah, I was gonna get into that. That's because the that's most what difficult happened bit. to me. Yeah. So, oh look, I can't lift. I'm gonna end the lifting. Yeah. Uh, the back is like that. Yeah. Uh, but then you start to do it right and it's like yeah <laughs> it's, it's 
gets way harder the more. But I it's guess it is. But then again, it comes down to learning it. When you start to understand and learn that the movement pattern itself is more important than the the load on the bar. If if you're moving a if you're doing an exercise incorrectly, you're not using using the muscles that that exercise is designed to utilize to their full potential. I mean, you can do some exercises wrong and it still be safe. That's not an excuse to do them wrong, but there's some things that you can do that aren't the most efficient way of doing them, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're they're not um that that they're not okay to do. But when you start to really look at the fundamentals of movements and do them in the most efficient way possible and move the body properly, then all of the muscles that that exercise is designed to do will be worked properly. And then even though the, the weight's less, you'll grow and get stronger faster. Yeah, and also you have a solid base to keep improving for a long period of yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. If you do it if you are doing it wrong, yeah. then you're gonna injure yourself. Yeah, and that's it. Or you'll simply, even if even if that didn't happen, you'll simply just struggle to get stronger because you're not the the big muscles that should be contributing to lift are not. So, a prime example without even looking at exercises and wrong. If you look at a, a side raise that uses like your delts as opposed to a squat. You can always lift more weight on a squat than a sideways because the muscle groups used are way bigger in a in a squat. So if you're doing a movement patterns like wrong and you're not using the biggest muscles that you have access to, then you're limiting yourself on how strong you can get. Definitely talk about. Should we uh, should we land the plane there? Yeah, we're gonna land the plane. But I want to add your question. Okay. So if you could go back in time, or you could give some advice to somebody that wants wants to start, what would be the advice? This is gonna be well cliche, and I don't want like this is not an advert by any stretch of the imagination, but. And it's going to sound like it is because we're both coaches, but it would be to get a coach. Because, and I don't necessarily just mean me or Gabs, but just somebody that can help guide you on your journey, simply because when you hire somebody that knows what you need to do to get to your end goal better than you do, you remove years and years worth of guessing and trying to figure it out and you fast track your results. And I don't mean fast track your results in a sense of like coaches have this hidden answer that nobody knows about that makes you be able to get results quicker. What I mean is you remove time wasted doing things that have no use. That So my advice would be to hire a mentor, a coach, somebody that can actually guide you. What about you? I guess it would be the same. I was going to say something about well, now I could think something different. Okay? Well, man. So, I would say start slow, like be there. If you don't have a plan, basically, so a coach could give you a plan, but 
make sure the plan you can follow the plan like yeah pick something that you for sure you're gonna do because sometimes just a little thing can be do big changes mm -hmm. like i don't know something that you're gonna do for sure uh, like let's say eat breakfast at home instead of getting it from over there yeah, that, yeah. that could be a good option and be professional on what you're doing so basically when you go to work you need to be professional so you need to do what you have to do even if you don't want to do it yeah, yeah, yeah. so i guess if you want to change to get better health to feel better you're supposed to go to the gym twice a week three times a week get your steps in do it even if you don't want to do it because for enough for your work you will do you'll it you'll turn up anyway yeah because yeah. you get paid the, the reward is that you get exactly. paid the reward for doing that is that you you're allowed to keep so your health be professional for yourself yeah, yeah. Wow. like it's your for your benefit yeah. so basically you're paying yourself I like that that's a really nice note to land on so on that note we'll land that there We'll bring the next one out soon when we feel like doing another one. <laughs> no, we, we promise we'll get, we'll get better. Yeah, that was good though. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna end that there.